welcome to this week's episode of the Still Chill podcast. Hi everyone! This week we're going to be talking about self-care and communal care, kind of where we're at with it, what it all means, and the importance of communal care and how we've kind of lost our way. Oh, do you reckon? I will go into that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, so I okay to begin with I'm wondering what do you understand as self-care um, I think self-care queer <laughs> <laughs> self-care is it's definitely a personal thing so I feel like it's the the things that you do for self-care are different for everyone mm-hmm. um, for me personally it's very much is a lot of stuff so my diet it's how much sleep I get it's how much I choose to socialize meditation all of that malarkey um yeah yeah. what about you yeah anything that I do for myself that aims to benefit my well-being yeah so anything like literally like brushing your teeth showering yeah 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 yeah. that's all self-care to me and within self-care falls self-help so um beyond the things that you need to do to physically take care of yourself but the things that we're kind of being exposed to recently like maybe say in the last 20 years for our generation anyway yeah um of all these self-help books and you know mindfulness as we were discussing last week just booming yeah Um, i mean it's a billion dollar industry now so exactly so all of that stuff anything that you do for yourself by yourself to look after yourself that's what i understand as self-care um, and that also means, you know, going to therapy, you're doing that for yourself. You yeah, know, even though sure. you're getting the support from someone else. Um, but that's all self-care to me. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Like, if even from the brushing your teeth, and for me, it's like making sure that I cook myself meals every yeah. day, and I do my laundry, and yeah, like general chores, I really think fall into my self-care routine, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what does communal care mean to you, Raha? Oh, that support from people around me, people that I can resonate with and I feel close to, I feel close enough to that I can share really intimate things and I feel comfortable enough to just have that, have any type of conversation that I need to have, basically. Mm-hmm. Um just yeah love and support and guidance and assurance and and all of that kind of stuff I would say is community care for me um yeah what about you yeah I would agree with that I would probably wouldn't agree with being able to tell them like your most personal intimate things I think for me community care or communal care is more about having a support network of people yeah um and people are constantly looking where people are constantly looking out for each other they're supporting each other whether it be financially whether it be emotionally um like for example if you're cooking yourself a meal cooking enough for the whole neighborhood yeah like that that would count to me as community care communal care um and you see kind of little hubs all over the place don't Mm -hmm. you wherever you live there will be some sort of like community center or um something like that but i think as a society especially Mm -hmm. in the west i don't even know if we've ever had it really um i think we've definitely fallen off for sure especially as immigrants i would say yeah um and people who come from cultures where community care is so prevalent and it's so important um i think being in the west and not having that has such a huge impact at least i know it has for us well do you know i think one of the biggest 
like in one of the biggest ways that I see this manifesting in day-to-day life like here is with my colleagues who have children yeah and you know the saying goes it takes a village and this is the village is what we're talking about (laughs) yeah the village is what we're talking about um and how they're really struggling without that that support and even you know before where they were able to reach out to their parents or their siblings or you know it doesn't just have to be family or friends to look after their children um it's almost like asking a favor whereas yeah and you feel like in such a burden on people around you who you're asking and it becomes such a big deal when but also because those people have their own individualistic lives that they're trying to stay on top of so it's kind of like no one's to blame but it's such a contrast to the way in which we grew up Mm -hmm. where all this kind of support went without saying you know it was it's just like woven into the fabric of um our culture so like with the it takes a village Mm -hmm. what how what do you mean so i mean you have like i said like a a network of people who offer unconditional support mm-hmm. and love um obviously with boundaries yeah, for sure <laughs> where 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 they're needed but at the same time you know you can rely on a, a group of people um as much as they can rely on you and i think this is the important part as well is that you don't just expect that from your community but you're contributing to your community as much as you are um receiving receiving from, from them. yeah exactly definitely it's just becomes a two and it sets an expectation and I think that's what I love about it because it, even though that that can also create problems yeah which we'll go seen, into that yeah <laughs> um it's it's almost just like you people aren't just in it for themselves you know yeah you're always gonna find a helping hand it, the, all of those responsibilities and all of that stuff becomes shared yeah um and you know we're social beings i think that's that's it's a huge thing we we need one another in order to thrive and especially when it comes to raising kids you know you mentioned your colleagues it's i just think it's so important and so many people are missing it you're so right we're literally neurologically wired like biologically wired for this connection um we're pack animals so to speak yeah you know like we're really social animals um so what do you think is getting in the way or what do you think has changed that's making us more individualized as opposed to community driven oh do you mean us personally or you think generally you saying generally bit of both (laughs) i I think for us personally it was moving to the uk more than anything because we had a huge persian community when we lived in germany for those who don't know we grew up in germany um and we had so many friends and family around us who mom and dad would kind of (laughs) i don't want to say they dumped us on them (laughs) but you know you would just go to your cousin's house or you know your relative's house and their parents would cook a meal for you and look after you until your parents were ready to come and get you and that was totally normal and you never felt like you were out of place it was yeah or a burden even yeah it almost felt like family life you know like it went without saying they used to come to our house just as yeah, much. Yeah, of course. Um, and that was literally it. Like, they had a support system, which where, um, because they they immigrated from Iran to Germany, 
they had to get used to a whole different system and there was so much government stuff that you know they had no idea about but they had friends and family who they could reach out to who would help kind of literally hold their hand through it and they would hold other people's hand through it um, because they were going through this common experience but they had that support and I think you're right as soon as we moved here they lost that um, and we became we became that support (laughs) (laughs) what for mum and dad yeah yeah Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I think in a general sense, it be capitalism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what's doing it. I think um, in the West, like this individualist culture where it's kind of me, 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 I, 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 self, self, self. And, um, you know, the harder you work, the higher up you'll get. It's very much... <laughs> Sorry, we're laughing because my dog is just the smelliest. <laughs> fuck, fuck. Uh-huh. I can't stand it. <laughs> no, it's, it's cabbage. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, just um, capitalism. That's what we were saying. Yeah. Um, it, it's that competitive nature that you get brought up in where it's gimme, gimme, gimme you know and people are very much in it for themselves and there isn't as much I mean there's definitely community just I wouldn't say it's anywhere near as much as other places I think you know I think from the minute you set foot in school you're competing against each other yeah um so there's such a competitive nature we're so given like the patriarchy and the way that we're supposed to Mm -hmm. look and be um and when that doesn't match up with who we are on the inside we kind of everyone's putting on this front to some extent like we're not as relaxed in ourselves as maybe our parents generation was we're exposed to so much stuff on social media yeah we think that like we try and fit a mold essentially, mm-hmm. but we're also trying to still compete against each other and be ourselves and yeah. thrive. And there's only so much opportunity and there's only so much this, that and the other, which, you know, is complete BS, but that's what's been drilled into us. But then what do you mean with the patriarchy falling so into So when I say the patriarchy, I mean like, um, if, okay, the way that I see it is women are supposed to look a certain way. Yeah. You know, they're supposed to be slim. Um, slim the, thick. No, well, yeah, that's <laughs> the new fashion. But, like, ha- long hair, I don't know. Um, all this stuff. Like, they're, they're supposed to look a certain way, but also they're supposed to be, they're, they're, you know, look after the house and do that, this, the, that, yeah. and the other. Which kind of, they're old-fashioned principles. But given, you know, our experience with men, I think, they still run quite, 100%. <laughs> quite deeply. It's, I mean, it's, um, it's actually what they call like a double burden where mm. women now are still expected to like maintain that standard of beauty, still, you know, childbearing, look after the home, do all of the stuff that they would do traditionally, but then also go out and work. Yeah. So they're doing both things yeah. and the dude is just out there working. But not even that. So the patriarchy, I think, is also harmful to men because men are also being put into this mould that they're supposed to be oh, like. Where, sure. I don't know, like the highest form of success is to wear a suit and I don't know work in some sort of financial sector yeah. and you can't be emotional um 
you have to be tough mm-hmm. you know all that stuff that's harming men just as much as harming women definitely is in my opinion a result of the patriarchy and capitalism like combined yeah um so we're all like individually trying to kind of we're, we're trying to fit the mold but also not we're trying to keep our individualism so there's a mold that's been put out for us and then we're all like no i am my own unique person yeah um which is true so we've got these unique tendencies and characteristics within us but also at the bare minimum we're all human definitely this is the part of the connection that i think is missing for us that's what's kind of keeping us away from the community care yeah um although and i think sorry just on that point where you mentioned about people being like oh but i'm so unique Mm. i'm so different i think marketing and Mm. advertisements and all of those things play such a role into that as well because it's just selling you this idea that you're so different by this and you'll be even more different, babe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. making everybody feel as though this is what I need in order yeah. to make myself feel like I stand out and that I'm different to all of these people. But everybody is actually doing the same thing. Whilst also selling to you that there's something fundamentally wrong, wrong about you. you. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> there's something wrong yeah. with you. Yeah, and just let it eat away at your self-esteem yeah. until women get eating, women and men get eating disorders yeah. and um, body dysmorphia generally and all, all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. I mean, the numbers are staggering. Um, and I think, yeah, social media is a direct result of that. But also, it, like, it feeds off that. But also, it's, it's just the way that we're feeding into that yeah. as well. The, the way that we're choosing to run our accounts and this, that, and the other. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, we're the people, you know. We, yeah, are, the we are the people. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We're, we wanted to bring this conversation to the podcast because I, it seems like we're moving in the right direction, especially with the pandemic and like the things that I'm seeing. But also, um, yeah, it's it's something that needs to be discussed a bit further. So it's definitely I because more. I think people don't actually realize the importance and the value of community care yeah. because there's such a lack of it, especially in times like this where it's like it's so important exactly um and it feeds back into this compassion yeah compassion um what's the word i'm looking for it feeds into compassion yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it feeds into compassion we kind of we've lost it uh, a little bit because you know when you are concerned about yourself so much because yeah. it's it's a means of survival Raha that's oh, the yeah, other yeah, thing yeah. like we're not doing it because it's fun to do it's, it's a way and of surviving and because we don't care about others yeah everybody cares about other people yeah until a certain point yeah um yeah we're not no one is born this way I don't know no, not at all so um I think one of the ways in which we've experienced community to care outside of like family and things is our mom has a chronic illness called mg myasthenia gravis and she isn't able to work because her muscles just can't take it yeah essentially and she was part of a group where we live and they do diy and they do sewing and they do mm. all this amazing stuff woodwork wood she's doing mm-hmm. she's doing all sorts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she's so creative so it yeah. was just perfect and her. honestly the change in her mental health was just amazing yeah and it's not because she was doing it by herself but because she had somewhere to go every single week mm-hmm. there was a group of them they were sitting they'd have coffee they'd talk you yeah. know um and there there is this common understanding you know yeah that, that we're kind of 
going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that really helped. And uh, the government cut it, cut the funding for it. And it's just been so hard yeah. for her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, that was a really nice example of how community care really helps people. And, and especially when people. we're talking about immigration and somebody like mom yeah. who doesn't speak English very well mm. and doesn't feel like she's she's integrated, let's yeah. say. Um, when she's gone to those classes, she's really been made to feel like she belongs somewhere. Part of something. You yeah. know, and I feel like that belonging and, and meaning, you know, that's so, so important. And yeah, you just feel like you're a part of something and everybody sort of supports each other and she would have conversations and her English was getting better, you know? Like, mm. it was all of those things um, that, yeah, I just thought were amazing and it's just a shame that, yeah, the government... Doesn't, doesn't value it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, actually, something that I did want to touch on was the way, like, new age spirituality slash the mindfulness movement um, is really feeding into individualism because it's highly, highly focusing on self-care and self-help, yeah. right? So it's like, you're not in control of anything apart from yourself. You can only control your own reactions, this, that, and the other, which is so true, but you become almost stuck on focusing on yourself. Yeah. And when I did my master's, which is in mindfulness and compassion, it wasn't until we started doing the compassion modules that I was like, oh, like, this is the missing piece. Like, yeah. this is that the thing that I just felt like I wasn't... Um, fulfilling when I had my mindfulness practice for like years prior and you know the idea is you can't give compassion until you cultivate it within yourself until you uncover it within yourself so you start with self-compassion and then it moves to spread that compassion to other people because once you can be kind to yourself you can see it in other people and you wish to be kind to them by proxy exactly Um, but don't you also think that that can also become a problem. I think you're about to go on to this point, just that you're, that person is then putting all the pressure and all the responsibility on themselves in order to make themselves feel better. Like, it's solely my responsibility to improve exactly. my own mental health. This is the problem. Yeah. Exactly. Which, and I, we'll post a Venn diagram on this, the way that I see it is you've got one circle that says self-care and then you've got another circle which is communal care and they overlap. And the part where they yeah. overlap is like the ultimate way, you know, like that's he- that's where the healing takes place. That's yeah. where you should be. And it's ridiculous to bypass the fact that our environment has such a great impact on the way that we that our mental health and well-being is. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is so much that you can do for yourself and self-help. Yes, it does work. But ultimately, like, it's not just your sole responsibility. And you become fixated on yeah. yourself when you feel like like something isn't shifting. Yeah. You know? And this is the issue. Like, we're all just so fixated on ourselves. Um, we're living in, like, I think the most vain stage. <laughs> oh, man. And here's my thing. And this is really, and I'm not trying to diss at all Um, (laughs) I just want to put this to the table and I'd love to hear your your thoughts on this but I remember in the early 2000s right when Kim K was just coming out and you had Jessica Simpson and Eminem used to take the piss out of these women in his Mm -hmm. music videos which wrong because he didn't do it to men right like like, obviously Um, but at that time it was just this new phenomenon yeah right and you know you had your Britney's or whatever but it was like the time of reality TV or Mm -hmm. people becoming um, successful or becoming in a position of power just based off what they look like yeah and I feel like we're living 
that's our reality now. Like that's normal social media. That's yeah. that's the normal thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know? Um, and I think that has such an impact on the way people see themselves. Oh my god, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their expectations of themselves. So um with the right support, community support, community care, community validation, mm. you know, I think the self-esteem issues that people are facing now um, would be addressed in a much more healthy way. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, no, I hate you. I can't get my point across in the way that I, it's looking in my brain. I, I know, I know what you mean. I, it's like there's been so much value placed on those, like, those external things that it becomes very difficult to work through them by especially by society standards that exactly. you need that community care in order to uplift each other is that what you're saying? and here's the thing like you're like oh it's so it's you're so vain and you know yeah sure self-love like love yourself blah, blah, blah. but when that becomes your identity right i i see your point are you you're, are you saying that it almost feeds into like narcissistic tendencies just self-obsession not even narcissism because i think that's quite a broad like i think that's quite a, a, a specific term that okay. I think is being overused to be honest yeah um I think social media diagnosis is just the worst but yeah not narcissism but self-obsession okay and um individualism which is yeah which is this you know this yeah it's individualism versus community care yeah. you know not so much self-care versus community care mm-hmm. it's more individualism um and I think yeah this feeds into that so right. okay yeah that's an issue oh yeah massively. and that's what it's moving us away from community and looking out for each other yeah for sure I think I actually want to make a point um that individualism is a western concept yeah definitely entirely western concept yeah and when you look at psychologists and you look at their work, like Maslow, for example, and his hierarchy, his, was it self-actualization? Pyramid. Uh, hierarchy of needs. For, oh, do you know what? Don't quote me on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, self-actualization is at the top. So yeah. like he's saying the whole purpose of your life is to become self-actualized, yeah. right? Is for you to reach Which is self-actualization. Uh, uh, many psychologists also make that same, yeah have that same theory like if it's all about it, you babe yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right you at the top babe and that's it now what's being missed here and this is where we talk about decolonizing and decolonizing wellness is that these theories are derived from indigenous models yeah right from and i was honestly I, I, my mind was blown when i found this out yeah we'll we'll link up the article um that we're talking about but the idea is that they're missing a huge chunk of what the original indigenous uh, beliefs and practices were. Yeah. So in regards to self-actualization, like it's a pyramid, but the pyramid at the top flips the other way around. So what you're reflecting within yourself, like what's happening within yourself, once you've reached self-actualization, you're reflecting that back into your community yes. and society. You know, mm-hmm. that is a key part and key concept in so many indigenous traditions yeah. that Western psychologists are just completely missing yeah. or choosing no, not to. No, they are cho- like, they've derived it from the indigenous models. Yeah. And they've, they have consciously chosen to actually just take that out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
That's and the also madness. not credit. I, not credit. Yeah, obviously. And this is, but, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but we talk about decolonizing and that's why. It's because yeah. it's stolen information. Yeah. It's not credited. And I'm not under the impression that, you know, only people of certain culture, cultures can certain practice certain things like for example like there's a whole um shindig about yoga and how it's culturally appropriated which i am so 100 percent behind like it is like i heard about broga the other day sure no bro yoga oh my god (laughs) like things like that right that is just pure disrespect in my opinion like really it is and um (laughs) i've never heard that yeah there's loads of stuff and i'm not saying that you know only um people from india should be allowed to teach and practice yoga but they should definitely be the leaders of the field yeah they should definitely um be acknowledged and given credit to you know and this is where we're talking about the appropriation is when people aren't given credit to it's when Mm -hmm. this information is like oh my god look like we've just discovered this like how amazing like it's amazing for you and then putting a western spin on it you know and then making out that it's this brand new thing like it's not yeah definitely and that comes with so many um like and it's healing practices that people do they're they're almost all indigenous practices that people have just taken and they're like wow have you tried ayahuasca like oh my god yeah hello (laughs) do you know where this comes like (laughs) yeah and And don't forget doing doing it wrong wrong. and harming people and also remember like actually acknowledging and recognizing the religious and you know all of the the foundations Spiritual of those practices yeah, 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 yeah. um because those things go hand in hand there's a reason that, well they're whole systems and yeah. this is the thing and they're ta- what's being done is like a tiny part of something has been taken and what, what do you call it it's called spiritual shopping you could, yeah spiritual shopping when you take set well uh, spiritual shopping is more when you just take um different ideas and beliefs from different religions you kind of pick and choose what, what it is you, that right. you believe in and what you don't as opposed to appropriating something got you got you um yeah i just think and again it's a it feeds back into this individualistic point it's this idea that you have to be successful yeah oh wow yeah so the people who are doing this think that they've like this is their way in this is the way to get to the top you know Mm -hmm. um and even though they might think that they're helping people they're doing it because it's their career you know yeah yeah um and yeah it's it's rude (laughs) (laughs) it is rude yeah for sure so what what do you think we could be doing to encourage community support and communal care more i i believe for me because i always struggled at Mm -hmm. school at uni to find people who i felt were like-minded and that i resonated with and i found that the more i did the more stuff that i actually enjoyed and that i believed in and i liked the more people that i met that were like-minded etc So I think it's just really important to make sure you do what you think is right for you Mm. and seek out those people. Like, those people will come to you. And then I feel like it's just about creating your own community around that um, and making sure that if you are doing any kind of self-care practices and stuff, you you do it to a point where you can extend that to other people. Do you know what I mean? Showing compassion to everyone, supporting each other, like reconnecting with people that you think that you've, you know, that you've lost touch with. 
Yeah, I, it's actually, I mean, I'm saying all of this stuff. I still feel like it's something that I'm very much still working through and I'm still, f- wow. I still haven't found my community. Here's my thing. And I agree with you and I, I see it in this way as well, but I, I'm not sure if it's the right way to see it where you're like, oh, your community needs to just be people who think like you. No, yeah, like I agree. I agree. Right. And I think, again, this is something that we're seeing happening as a result of social media where we're moving away from community care and becoming more individualized. Um, and it's I guess you just culture. create your own yeah cancel culture and you create your own bubble yeah where people only reinforce the same ideas exactly. that you have it's an echo chamber like this is my this is our issue me and yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> we have we're so supportive of each other like and we're very open we have I think such a ridiculously good relationship but we do reinforce each other's BS oh like, my god if, without a doubt <laughs> you Jesus know? Christ um and I think with cancel culture, for example, like you can't have a different opinion to everyone else. Like we've lost this mutual respect, like this mutual understanding. And I'm not talking about like highly political things, like whether people should live or die. Like yeah, I think that's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Or even racism, like I don't play with that shit. Yeah. But there are things where we're just like shoving, and I do this a lot, um, where we just close the door on people. Yeah. Because we're like, I don't like this, or I don't like this about you. And yeah. like, I don't, this does not need to be in my space or in my, you know, yeah. energetic field yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Which I, someone has a tone with me and I'm like yeah that's it sure. <laughs> but we have to understand that you know we, we've all had very different life experiences yeah. and we're all still learning yeah. and working on ourselves mm-hmm. um, sorry the dog <laughs> is, is doing um, is doing, it's doing bits today yeah um, yeah and I, I just think we're so quick to just yeah yeah not be up for it and a huge and on that I think a huge thing that I've learned and especially in the last year which I I'm still practicing is forgiveness mm-hmm. um forgiving other people um and understanding and I think it's really important to consider people's intention yes. a lot of the time and understand that even though they may not be educated on xyz or they may have said this in the wrong context or it's something that you just simply don't agree with look at their intention and and actually try and see whether they're being genuine or not genuine and correct them if they're wrong forgiveness forgiveness is so important because when you learn to forgive other people you'll forgive yourself too yeah. babe it's one of them well i think it goes the other way around i think you forgive yourself first and then you can do forgive you? other people yeah i think yeah yeah, yeah, I think so too. Actually. I think it always starts internally. Yeah, and when you can do something, for I think yourself. maybe that's why I'm struggling so much. <laughs> you do it to yourself, babe. Yeah, but yeah, forgiveness, huge, huge. Because I was always one of those people that could hold a grudge very easily. Yeah, I had no problem holding a grudge against people for years. Yeah, um, and that's that was definitely always my ego protecting myself and telling me that I was better off. Yeah. Um, when in actual fact I was hurting myself and those people too. Yes. Yes. You're absolutely right. And, and I'm not actually also, I'm not giving them the space to learn mm, and to make mistakes. This is it. And uh, just self-development and growth in general, I think when you forgive people, you actually give them that room to uh, do that. Of course. Like, how how do we expect everyone to be perfect self-actualized yeah. humans yeah. like how, there needs to be there needs to be like it's really important to give people that space because how are we expecting people to just be perfect you know we all like if you if I think back on my teenage years and like the stuff that I did and the stuff that I said and 
to think that people could have just been like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. You know, you're cancelled. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's just ridiculousness. Absolutely. And you have to give people, people, you know, um, recognise and learn things at completely different times. Yeah. Just because you're at one stage doesn't exactly. mean that the next person is. And we're so polarised, you know, and I, I do massively believe in... Um, you know the the Cambridge Analytica scandal and the way that like that's being intentionally done to us on social media yeah um us getting polarized and I think we need to just be really mindful of that that there is an incentive behind us hating each other yeah and being mad at each other oh for sure for anyone who hasn't doesn't know about Cambridge Analytica watch The Great Hack is yeah. that what it's called on yeah. Netflix really good um and yeah and the way you know our data is used and misused essentially abused yeah um i wanted to touch on actually creating community so yeah. so reaching out and literally going out of your way putting the effort in to do something for other people yeah without the expectation of something being returned to you yeah and actually someone who i'm going to shout out is sophie who's my manager um and she is a really good example because for for as long as I've known her about three years now yeah and she's always been someone who really goes out of her way for other people like people in her community so to speak and she's just for the longest time she just never received anything back mm-hmm. and she was so frustrated like should I just stop bothering like no one gives me the any respect credit, you know yeah. or any credit or you know it, it's just not retired it's not reciprocal yeah. so it was like she was just giving 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 and Obviously, when I'm not saying to keep doing that because you have to understand, you know, you have to set your boundaries and you have to know your limits. And you Definitely. have to be like, okay, well, this person is just no longer deserving of this. Yeah. But she's now in a place where she has this amazing community of women who are kind of like, they're all very different, but they all have the same mission in mind. Yeah. Um, and I feel like because she persevered, she got the community that she always so desperately desired. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's so nice. And I think it's really important to to not allow that to, like, if, if it's not reciprocal and you're not receiving the things that you're giving out, that don't, that, that's your character. Yeah. You know, don't let other people's actions take that away from you yeah. until or unless it becomes a burden to your everyday life and you feel like it's impacting you in a negative way. Yeah. Then you set your boundaries. Exactly. Um, but I don't think that you have to reflect other people's behavior. Like, do what you know is right in your heart. 100%. And treat people with the compassion that you know you have. Yeah. And they deserve, you know. Yeah. Even the people who aren't, who aren't giving it back or aren't willing to give it back doesn't mean that they don't deserve it. Yeah. Definitely. I do think, um, because I know there are some psychologists who are just like, oh, um, inner work and um, mindfulness and things, it's not the end all be all because we still have to live within a society and the rest of it, which I do completely agree with. Yeah. Um, But I do think it's the first step. I think you need self-awareness in order to know your best qualities yeah know the parts of your your shadow know yeah. your shadow so that you can recognize it in other people mm-hmm. and accommodate to them accordingly no, accordingly yeah. yeah and i don't mean like yeah live for other people not at all yeah and i think that's the downside of, of too much community yes which we haven't actually talked about no, yet because gonna... there is a downside yeah 
when there's when you're too enmeshed, enmeshed, yeah. enmeshed, enmeshed. Although that is a Western term. Because <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when the holistic psychologist kept talking about enmeshment, and I was like, Raha, I think we're we've so got, I think we've got an enmeshment problem. <laughs> and then um, looking at like other Co- immigrant families yeah. our culture and being like no this is normal yeah <laughs> we a- actually just know each other's business and we're very much involved in one another's this is lives just, this is just normal where we're from yeah you know? definitely and it's helpful and it, we're, we've got a support system like oh my god I can't believe mm-hmm. I wanted to get rid of it you yeah. know <laughs> so uh, I think one of the problems with too much community um, or being too involved at times is when it becomes like a massive burden to because that expectation is then set for you to help other people out the same way that they help you it can it can create a huge absolutely when it becomes your identity and people place that expectation on you you're so right and I only ever really experienced it firsthand obviously within our own family but any of my brown friends that I had at school and at university it was always you know, we'd be sat revising or working on something that had to be in the next day and they would be like, no, I need to go and do this for my brother. No, I need to go and do this for my mum. They're just running errands constantly. And that can... That's expected That of can really hinder whatever mission you're on or whatever you're trying to do. And um, they're also behaving or, like, not doing certain things because of your... Because reputation yeah, within the community. Yeah, just conforming, I think, yeah. to that expectation of whatever, the, you know, it's... I, I think you that becomes really hard trying to constantly uphold this particular image of yourself because you're so concerned about what other people are going to say about you we've we've dealt with that definitely with our family so much um especially when it comes to social media what you can post what you Mm. can't post and if religion gets involved bruh that's a whole other thing yeah it's uh yeah i think that's really difficult um and that and boundaries are so important with that i think but again, that that brings me back to that Venn diagram where individualism and community care yeah. are both great, but it needs to be the middle. But it the can overlap. be really difficult. I think when, if you are part of a big community, like yeah. I would say the South Asian community, especially in the UK, is really, really big. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it can be really difficult, for, especially for young women, to navigate what it is that they tolerate and what they don't tolerate mm. and having to communicate that with their community and acting it's i think that's that's really really hard so shout out you ladies yeah um yeah but because i think you're, so you're met with you're met with resistance and pushback yeah. when you try and be individual and again that's why you do need to keep your needs at the forefront of things yeah um, but also not completely isolate yourself. And I exactly. think that's what we're trying to say, isn't it? I think we're saying, like, don't just completely isolate yourself. Yeah. Um, because there's so much that you can gain from community. Yeah, definitely. And I think we've, we, yeah, we have massively lost that, especially in the last couple of years with, like, the rise in techn- social media and technology. Mm. Um, it, yeah, people... We've, get, we've gained... We've gained and we've lost. I think, yeah. again, it's very different generationally. Um, okay, this is a whole other conversation, but we're going into it, guys. <laughs> um, um, I think there's a part of us, for us, for our generation, like, I had social media from when I was, like, 12 years old, right? Started yeah, with Bebo, yeah, yeah. then you had, like, MySpace and the rest of it. 
and for us it's a way of like showing ourselves right and it is the same for everyone else but mm-hmm. for our parents for example they've reconnected with with people they haven't seen in oh like my 50 God, years yeah. like mom and dad have reconnected yeah, with so, so many people and be, they are so isolated in the uk yeah and it is so wonderful for them to have a sense of community but it's in their phone and it does stop them from being present yeah they're in their phones constantly constantly non-stop because they are seeking that community but ultimately it is hindering them because it's too much community yeah not enough individualism exactly and it again plays into that whole oh my god what are these people going to think about me if i post this yeah oh no make sure you don't comment this on this person's blah 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 oh my god i can't believe she added you but didn't add me (laughs) you know these are the conversations that go on in our house and it's like whoa you know how how times have changed in just such a short period of time i think it's it's crazy yeah um but we're all in it and we're all in it together and here's the thing it's not like social media isn't as evil as i think i'm portraying out to be but i think we just have to have these conversations so we can bring awareness to our behaviors and our actions and our way of thinking um and ultimately work towards a more harmonious balance oh for sure for sure and actually putting in the effort for things that are lacking at the moment like community yes you know yeah um people don't actually realize that these things take effort effort. exactly it's effort exactly that um yeah and yeah it just it we need to reconnect yeah physically like literally i don't just mean you know which is difficult like in the pandemic and the lockdown so but that's why we did our giveaway yeah um, recently like i don't know when we're gonna air this but we did a giveaway and it was you know based in affirming other people and nominating someone else so that in a time where we're so isolated we can show each other that we're thinking of of each other we care for each other and you know all all of the good stuff exactly and the response has been just amazing yeah it's been lovely okay so before we um sign off Mm. my question to you is what's your song of the week raha (laughs) (laughs) um to be honest, I've been listening to a lot of Kanye again. Have you? <laughs> Talking about cancel culture, lol. Um, yeah, just late, late registration, the entire album. I can't just name one song. I've just been rinsing the album. Why and how Hey do Mama, you, maybe. Why I'm do you think that's helped? In which way has it helped? It just takes me back to a, a time in my life. It's very nostalgic for me. Mm. Um, I think especially in weird times like this, I, I actually gravitate towards familiarity and things that bring me comfort. So yeah. I think that's why I've listened to it again. Um, and yeah, I actually just love him as an artist. I was, I just, yeah, I love that album. I love all his albums, but apart from Jesus, but yeah. Nice, <laughs> What's nice. yours? <laughs> Tough. I actually don't know. Yeah, it's um, in it. I'm gonna say this week just because, yeah, it's it's been a real good feel good feel. <laughs> it's been a feel good song. It's um, Ty Dolla Sign, Ooh. Kanye, Ooh. Skrillex, and FKA Twigs. Ego yeah, Death. That is a um, banger. I just it it's just one of them. It's, <laughs> it's just lit. It's lit. You just got. It's just. It's actually very unlike my music taste because it's very deep housey isn't it but <laughs> but you yeah. love you some Ty Dolla Sign I, okay no <laughs> you do don't, don't air my business <laughs> like that okay <laughs> but yeah 
Okay, so that takes us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for joining us. I know this one was a bit longer. Yeah. Um, And maybe quite a lot of info, to be honest. We did we did chat chat we did chat chat yeah so we'd love to know your thoughts on this and we'd love to have any sort of feedback or... oh definitely because like we said we definitely kind of reinforce what one another think and you know yeah sometimes we do just talk drivel yeah so, um yeah let us know and we'll see you next week for the final episode in this series yeah yes enjoy your week bye, bye.